Hey friends, if you know me, you likely know that I have a sweet spot in my heart for veterans. My father has a purple heart and the scars to show for it. Just recently, I learned that a common side effect of PTSD is hoarding. And those of us with aging parents have seen how quickly a lifetime of memories and keepsakes get stacked in boxes and closets, causing more and more clutter and stress over time. My friends at Florida Ceiling Home Healing are helping hundreds of folks, veterans included, in residential and commercial settings with decluttering, packing, organizing, itemized liquidations, and even biohazard and hoarding cleanup. They are offering a 20% off discount to our listeners here at Shock and Y'all. So you can learn more by calling 424-272-8892 or visit their website, www.fchhspaces.com. You can also text Nicole 20, your full name, your phone number, and email to that same phone number, 424-272-8892. You'll receive a 20% off discount just because you're a Shock and Y'all listener. My friends, we are not meant to do it all alone. The team at FCHH is here to help. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Shock and Y'all, a podcast about our mental and physical fitness, spirituality, and your big, bold life. I'm your host, Nicole Shaka, and I am so grateful you're here. I train bodies for a living, but I'm even more interested in harnessing the mind and elevating your spirit. Every week, I'm speaking with exceptional humans or experts in their field, or folks who genuinely have a unique and valuable insight we can all benefit from. So get cozy or lace up your shoes, or keep your eyes on the road. And let's drop right in. Hey fam, welcome to Shocking Y'all. I am talking with Lance Isios today, and I can't wait for you to hear this. We discuss how traveling opens the mind, the great mystery of this human experience, the magic of breath work, and how grief gives us permission, and what it takes to own our own wholeness in a world that venerates shiny objects. Lance is deep and thoughtful, and I can't wait for you to hear this. Let's dive right in. Oh, hi. Look who it is. It's Lance. Oh my goodness, y'all. Okay. Just before I hit record, I said, Lance, what in the actual, actual, why would I ask a professional podcast host onto my show as guest number eight, just getting our feet wet. Just let's bring in the full baddie and let's have him be a guest. Oh my God. It's so funny. It's really <laughs> happening though. So um, now I'm going to give you your intro. Okay. Ready? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Lance Isios has been there and back. It's inspiring to see a man eager to learn and listen the way my friend Lance does. He has perfected this over the past many years as a top ranked podcast host himself, but he is also the ultimate seeker traveling the world, meeting and learning from different cultures, interviewing over 350 experts and leaders from all walks of life, dissecting his numerous past adversities while sharing with sincere honesty as he learns about himself in real time. He has the most forgiving heart and an insatiable desire to grow. It's refreshing to see, and I feel so thankful to call him a friend and to have him here today. Oh, man. That's a that's the best bio I've ever had written. Read okay, well. No, I'm serious. I was like, wow. Cause like, you know, when you, you write bios and then it's like, people are reading it. And I'm like, man, I got to redo that. And like the way you said that was just so good. And I was like, Whoa. I, really I just want to share the, 
the like the meat of the people. You know what I mean? Like I can read about what you've done. I can read about your your PhD and your whatever and your all that, but I also just like to hear about the meat of people. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, like the human, like the realness of the person. Like at the end of the day, nobody really cares about the the accolades of trying to sound like you're great or something. Like nobody really cares. You know, nobody cares. I'm realizing that. Like that's not what that's not what has meaning. And I feel like nowadays and moving forward in life, I feel like it's going to become less and less about that stuff and more oh, about yeah. like the human itself. That great. Right. That's great. But what about like what are you actually like as a human? Yeah. What's behind all your letters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting enough, right? So what the other funny thing is if you're watching this, you can see Lance has his book behind him, but I also had Lance's book behind me. And then we decided that looked a little bit staged. So instead I'm just going to show you handsome, literate Jesus, AKA wow. Lance. Is that appropriate? <laughs> that was uh, it's so funny. Cause like, that was like Costa Rica vibes. Yeah. Photo taken in Costa Rica. And it's just like a different world. Speaking of, you're in Mexico right now. In Mexico right now in Tulum. Yeah. Got here on New Year's Eve. So that was interesting coming Whoa. from coming into this crazy place in the energy on New Year's Eve right before festival season here. So it was like nuts. Is it your first time in Tulum? Um, I was in Tulum February 2020 for actually Aubrey Marcus's Fit for Service Summit. Oh, yeah. And it was literally the last uh, thing or whatever before the world got shut down. I was just going to say February of 2020. Yeah. That's a tumultuous time. It's crazy because like it was, I think it was towards the end of February. And then like, as soon as we got back, it was like, boom, world yeah, just that went sideways and sideways. I was, it was so cool to come to Tulum at that time, but I only spent time on the beach. I didn't ever come to the town or any other things because we had a great, we had a great spot there and I just didn't bother to go anywhere else. Like, yeah. It was just, the water was so nice. So I don't want Tulum to get mad at me, but it just felt like, um, Abbot Kenny 2.0. Yeah. And spending a lot of time in Venice, it just felt like that. And that, from what I understand is that it progressively got worse. It wasn't always like that. It had a much different mom and pop, very culturally um, satiating type of vibe. And now it's just like, here's a hat shop. Yeah. And here's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of mixed reviews about it and including mm -hmm. myself. Cause, but I was like, I felt really drawn to come down here for some reason. And I was like, I don't really know what that is yet, but, um, there is a lot of, it's very expensive for mm -hmm. certain things that you, that you wouldn't think are expensive, but I've just kind of accepted that. I kind of knew that before. It's like, you go to LA, you know what you're getting, you go to Miami, you know what you're getting, but then you, you come here and you get prices like that. And you're like, what, wait a minute, hold on a second. Like it's an avocado, so sir. Or it's like, there's no, there was no service. I didn't get any service. Like, it's like, I don't know. And, but oh. this is the thing. This is the surrender of it all. And this is why I like it because it's like, I personally have gotten here. I'm like, okay, I just want to like release these like judgments or whatever of it. But there, there are, I find if I was to have come here for a few days, a lot of things would have pissed me off and I wouldn't have liked it. But now that I've started to sort of, I've almost been here a month and the vibe has changed from like all the zombies at the music festival. Yeah. And it's kind of become more of like, 
a vibe and I've seen more like the communities around and I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. It's a, it's, it does have that. It's got that nice energy, but it is anything that anything that is good, you're going to have people that are going to come here and, and, you know, try Infiltrate. and exploit it. And it's, oh yeah. It's kind of, this the way it is. And Mexico's becoming that way, but yeah, it's, I think just like anywhere I've noticed, like, that's the beauty of traveling is that you, you learn so much is that like, there's, there's always going to be things that are annoying, but then I really try and just look at like, what do I, what do I like here? Like what, what is yeah. cool here? What's different? It's a perspective. Because, yeah. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the things that aren't like home because of our expectations. And yeah. I think that that's why I love traveling. It's like that it's, it's, it's sort of just putting you into like discomfort in a weird, like, it's like a weird, that's thing largely like. the I, point. Don't you think that's largely the point yeah. of travel to, yeah. To put yeah. yourself in a new situation. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't like to slum it, but I like <laughs> to be like, okay. Like I always like a good place. I, I like to have a place where I can work. I can relax and all that. But then I, I love the idea of going somewhere and then like just figuring shit out. Like yeah. I like being like, okay, Hmm, this is kind of, I don't know what I'm going to do about this or like where I'm going to get groceries, like all the little simple things that we take for granted at yes. home. Right. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's almost like an adventure and, um, yeah, I don't know. And then, and then you figure it out. Yeah. And you're not on autopilot. Things aren't, yeah. I was just thinking about this when I went to the, I have a routine. Listen, I'm, I'm scared to put this out there because maybe somebody wants to come and rob my house during my routine, but the routine is. I work on the weekends in the morning. I come home. I do my stuff with my dog. That means walk. That's not the word. And then I go and like go to Sprouts because it's right there. And I do this whole thing and it's repetitive and it's every Sunday. And I was just thinking this yesterday. I'm like, oh, I'm sick of this. I need to go to a farmer's market. I need to find a new market, you know, and, and but you don't have that problem when you travel. Everything is new. Everything is fresh. Yeah. That yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's there's something about a, the sprouts in LA. I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> but well, yeah, I know what you're saying for sure. It's you know, easy. Like, and I'm it is. I'm fortunate. And you I know, know what that. you're getting. And sometimes yes. you know what? It's nice to know what you're getting. And sometimes that's true it's nice to to know what you're getting. But you know, for me, I get I I I don't know if it's something that maybe I'm trying to escape certain things. Like, I don't know, but I just love to travel and I love to switch things up, you yeah. know, like, I, but like I think to go you have places. the luxury of doing that. You know what I mean? You don't like for me with an 11 year old, not happening. Yeah. You have the ability to do that. And it's a beautiful gift because I don't know if I would call that escaping. I've seen you in action. We were on a friend's trip and you were like, I got to go journal guys. Peace. And we're all like, oh, okay, we Okay, bye. <laughs> and you're committed to your routines. You're committed to, and now breath work, which I want to talk to you about because I know you've, you've dive drove, you jumped straight into that. And I have so many yeah. questions. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, just to kind of with, with that, with that point about traveling, it's like, yeah, there's like, there's a certain, so there's, there's a certain, like as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, that you, a lot of people have like the home office, the home, this, the, the solid foundation and place where they go. Like for me, a podcaster, it would, I would like, there would have been a lot of benefits to me not selling my condo and having my office. And 
And it maybe who knows would have made certain things more successful, but that was like the sacrifice I was willing to take to have that for, to be able to travel. Yes. And, and some people that's just, they like that security. They like that feeling of having the place and the thing. And for me, right. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to do the things and I want to discover more. And, and, and even if like maybe certain areas aren't as successful in certain, you know, at certain times, I'm willing to do that because I think the long-term gain of doing different things is more beneficial for my soul than it is, you know, and, and to get into like breath work and plant medicine and all that, all that wouldn't have been possible if I just, for me personally, just kind of stayed, yeah, you know, had the thing, had, had the, the condo and all the stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't want to let this go. I want to have this like solid thing. And which is great. Yeah. Which is and also for people like that's, you know, it's like, Hey, if that's your thing, I get it. But for me, it was like, eh, I want to, I want to yeah. do some stuff. And, and yeah, I don't, I don't have a kid yet. You know, maybe one day if I did, things would be different, but yeah. that's also why I think that I'm like, well, I don't have those things yet. So why would I not do these other things? Right. Obviously so, I fully support it. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. And you've done all the, I mean, I'm assuming but I've seen it again, like I've said in action, you've done the unearthing of yourself to know that this is the right choice for you right now. And that's, that's what matters, right? Yeah. That's a great way to put it actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there's questions obviously like that we all go through, like, was that the right decision? Did I make that? Was that the smart decision? Wait, right. I meant to send you this. Sorry. No. Yeah. You know, I'm a tangent. I'm a gigantic tangent, living and I breathing tangent. I, I saw a TikTok and this guy and bless him. I mean, yeah, he was getting heat in the comments. Okay. But I felt it from the depths of my soul. I'm going to find it and send it to you. But he was like, why would you not with your one life? And it's just the way he phrased it. I have to send it to you. He's like, why would you not just make all the decisions? Why would you not ask for the for the greatest opportunities. Why would you not do everything big and bold when you know you're gonna die and you know you got one shot in this life as this person? And it was just the way he phrased it. I say that all the time, but I was like, yeah. think about that a second. Cause I mentioned this in like a solo cast. I don't know if you're supposed to do those, but I did one. Oh yeah, you should, definitely. Really? Oh, you, about that especially later. you. Cause you got uh -huh. such, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Well, I talk about, <laughs> How when you die, like, I don't think spiritual you goes back and says, oh my God, if only you did nothing. Like if you had just done less, I don't think that's ever going to be the case. I think like making the decision, doing the, j just taking the risk. I'm, I'm a big fan of calculated risk. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's the greatest teacher. I, I don't know why that was the tangent. Well, we're talking what about would you work? say, like, how would you quantify like calculated risk? Would you say that's like a balance of like logical mind with heart? Like, how would you, like, what would that mean to you? Like, if you had to like break it down, because okay, I think great. it's, a, I, I think it's a great good point. question. Okay. My, I have a very strong intuitive voice. Um, it's loud and clear and I've done an amazing job of muffling it for a lot of my life for like big decisions. Mm. Um, I'm not going to go into the details of that, but there have been some life decisions I've made where I very clearly knew that this is probably not right for me, but I went ahead and did it. 
And that was a, that was a perfect example of me just taking the risk minus the calculated steps of, is this the right timing? Are you going to be happy? Are you complimented by this person, by this job, by this opportunity, or is this an instinct instinctually? I know these things somehow. Is it a, is it a suck? Like, is it sucking the life out of me? And there were times where I thought because I needed to check boxes, I'm such and such age. I have this opportunity. I need to do this right now. My friends did that. My, uh, you know, my goal, my five-year goal said I need to do this. And then without looking at the big picture, I would just jump into these things. Even though my intuition was like red flag, bro, red flag. So calculated risk to me is being able to do I keep putting you out there like this, but being able to do the unearthing of self so that you have clarity around what that looks like 360 degrees, a decision. What is the 360 degree gain there? Are you moving into something that is stifling your intuition? Or are you moving towards something that is elevating your highest good? And that's, I think I've gotten better with it as I've gotten older, but also I've had some real solid mistakes. So yeah, it's so interesting because, like, just the just the action of a decision is so fascinating. How people come to like the decisions they make, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's so interesting because I think every person has their own method and own process of what that looks like, and that is so fascinating for me because it's, it's like a makeup of their like life story and what didn't work out and what has worked out and all the stuff they've been through. And it like creates this lens. And then when something comes up, it's like, you have to assess what the right decision moving forward is yeah, and not allow things from the past to cloud it, but also be almost have it as wisdom that it's like, yeah. Hey, you know that the stove is hot. You shouldn't touch the stove when it's hot, right? Right. So it's interesting because the process is so different for everybody. And then it's like when we ignore the intuition, like that feeling of like the full body 10 out of 10, like I got to do this. And when you ignore that, mm. there's a price that we we have to pay that may give us temporarily give us comfort, but long-term it's going to smack us in the face. Like I really yes. believe that. And that's like, I don't think it's meant to like the intuition is meant to like, if you ignore it, it's, it's like gonna try and like hit you on purpose. It's just like, Hey, wake up. Like, this is what you should pay attention to. This is the feeling that I'm trying to show you that from yourself, from God, spirit source, whatever you believe in. And it's like, answer that call yeah, because it's loud. Yeah. And this is the thing. It's loud and on purpose. It's yeah. And it's, and I think that if you ignore that, then you're going to, there's going to be something later on that's going to, uh, you know, give you a reminder and it may mm -hmm. become louder the more you ignore it. And until you hear it and it's right in, it's very confronting, but I think that, is so important when it comes to these decisions and knowing what's your, what, like what is actually fueling your decisions and like how tuned in are you to your intuition and you know, your, your heart, because your heart is your intuition. That is it. And it's yeah. like, that's the truth. 
and that's why breath work for me has been so powerful because it was like, it, it, it's like, if I could break it down, doing this work on myself, even if it's plant medicine or whether it's interviewing people and, 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 and all of this stuff has been personal development for me, but it's really the, the, the real thing is like helping me understand what the truth is versus like what not the truth and what's somebody else's story. You're either in truth or living someone else's story or projection. So it's like all of the personal growth has just been like a journey of like being able to connect to that message clearer and understanding like what's, what's actually true and what's not. And I feel like breath work and meditation is like a gateway to that, that we have access to with our own breath, which is like such a miracle. Like you have access to this, like th this energy and this, um, this ability to like, not only heal and let go of stuck emotions, but like access information that just gonna, yeah. Like a portal, like it opens. Yeah, that isn't yeah. normally there. And it's like, when I started to realize it, I was like, how is, how is this a thing? Like, how, how are we not taught this yeah. when we're, when we're, when we're kids? Yeah. How is this not like a thing that is like, here, here, little Timmy, like you, you are your own healer. Like you're a powerful little soul. Like you got this, yeah. you know, how are we not taught that? It's like, we got to go our whole lives, get our ass kicked over and over again to finally realize and come back to ourselves and be like, Oh, I was here the whole time. Interesting. <laughs> like, this is right. Hmm. Well, <laughs> hi, how are you? Right. Um, no, yes, right. Talk about tangents. I'll go off on tangents. I too. love a tangent. I love it. My editors hate me. Um, I, I, I was just thinking. Is it because I'm gonna go woo in a second? But I feel like we're ascending as a people, as a collective. I feel like the time now, the conversations I have with my son. Not that they wouldn't happen with me growing up, because I had excellent parents at that time for those needs for myself in that decade, two, yeah. multiple decades, the conversations I have now with my son are bananas to me. He's so open. He's very intuitive himself. And I'm just like, okay, what is your life going to be like? Because we're having these downloads now at 11 years old. We're having these, you know, yeah. having lost Matt and having to discuss what death is like, what spirit is like, the fact that you can look for signs. I mean, Bo, I don't know if you heard this story where Bo asked for this gnarly sign from Matt and then got it within 24 hours. Really? Oh no, I'm gonna tell it real quick. Can I tell it real quick? Please tell. I might have I you might have in the email. I can't remember. But you had to ask. Wait, is this no, that was a different one. I probably okay. told you in the email. Yeah. No, I, well, I want to know though. I want to know. I'll wanna... share it now for anyone that's listening that hasn't heard Please. it. So I was driving Matt to football and uh, Matt. Wow. No, driving my son, Bo to football. Matt was the offensive coordinator, right? So he was at all the football, uh, games and practices, and they usually rode together. So that was like their special time. And he, I, I could tell he was already resentful that I, mom was driving him to football, uncool mom. And I said, you know, you can ask Matt for a sign if you want. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna, and I was like, okay, what are you going to do? He's like, well, he has 24 hours. I said, huh? Okay. It's like, he has 24 hours and I want it to be his song, which is staying alive. That was his baseball walkout song when he played major league baseball. Amazing. And he's like, I want it to be staying alive and I want it in 24 hours. I said, okay, well, great. 
So he gets out, he goes to football. We go a whole day, right? I'm going the next day to pick him up from football. And I had forgotten. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm doing the whole speech in my head. I'm like, okay, uh, sometimes we got to give spirit, like, you know, maybe 48 hours or like a week. Cause we don't know, maybe they're busy. And he gets in the car and I'm like, Hey, just off chance. Did you get your sign? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I got it at school. I was like, well, what happened? He's like, well, we're walking down the hallway and Logan tripped and stubbed his toe. And he's like, ow, 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 staying alive, staying alive. And I was like, what? No way. I have full chills because. Wow. So then, of course, this spearheads a conversation with Bo about everything you see is not exactly as it is, right? There's more to life than just this and that we have angels and guides and our deceased loved ones that are with us. And it just became this conversation that's been ongoing. And I'm so thankful for that because it opens, it's a gateway, right? Like it's a whole opportunity, a whole corridor of conversation and ideas and imagination for a child just to like marinate in. Mm. And then maybe, you know, by the time, He's in his twenties or even before that, like breath work. I don't know how, can you be, you can be any age and do breath work. Is there like a rule around that? Well, I would focus more on more of like a restorative or breath awareness practice. I yeah. wouldn't go too deep on like what we call activation. Yeah. I would, I would just kind of, I, that's what I would advise because um, it can be pretty activating and I just yeah. don't know if the body is, ready for that intenseness but right. i think like it can't hurt to do you know deep connected breaths but like not it doesn't have to be too intense okay which you can get just as much benefit from it's i mean just, i believe it you know um, and especially yeah. for a developing yeah i mean you know we're not baked till we're like 26 right our brains so yeah. I mean, we don't push that we well, just do the more restorative type breath the the breath that allows us to be aware that it's even there. Yeah. And, and sometimes less is more like, oh, I yeah. mean, just, just deep, full connected breaths yeah. and just relaxed exhales. Like you do that, you know, like you, you can get benefit from that. Even just, even if somebody's been through extreme trauma or extreme and they're really sensitive, it's even hard for them just to close their eyes and breathe. Yeah. Right. So it's like, just, just being able to breathe and just be aware of the sense of breathing, you know, and that's a good place to start. That's kind of how I start our sessions is just like kind of just feel into your breath. Right. Right. And then, and then after that, you know, it really depends on the person, but the, the you know, the rule for my mentors are kind of like, if they're under 16, you know, just do restorative kind of thing. But I like that, but yeah, there's, there's lots of ways. And I think like, um, just them even like trying that and just knowing what like sitting still is, is like, <laughs> like as a Ooh. kid, oh like God. I wasn't, I mean, I we're, we're similar in age. I mean, growing up in the eighties and nineties like that, you, you, you nailed a good point. Like our parents did the best they could at the time of the times. There wasn't any of this stuff. Yeah. Like you were like, there wasn't any of that stuff. Like no. you had like a self-help I know I, my mom had like a self-help book on the thing and, you know, my dad would probably make fun of her for it or something like just, Oh yeah. What is no, that? My mom didn't feed me. 
because the Dr. Spock book said you were only allowed to feed the baby two ounces. So my mom would cut me off. And then she'd be like, it's so weird. You would cry nonstop. I was like, cause I was starving. <laughs> Why didn't you put that together? She's like, well, Dr. Spock said two ounces was good enough. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The different time. Oh yeah. But she did the best she could, right? Like we were just, uh. they, they did the best they could. And I think everything was exactly how it was supposed to be at those times. It's crazy to think about how different the nineties were. Like when you think about, when I think about like 1995, it seems like not that long ago. Correct. You're correct, but, sir. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying though? Like it's really crazy when you think about time. And like, that doesn't seem that long ago, but that was literally 30, what, 30 years ago, 30, yeah, 30 years ago. Let's, right? We don't 30, need to do any math yeah, here. That's yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, um, you know what I'm saying? I have a tangent about time. One of the mediums that I spoke to was explaining to me that from the other side, time feels, and I mean, I'm sure you've heard this because this is a concept that's been in the collective for a while, but that time is she was explaining that it's like the blades of a fan, right? Like we can watch the blade of a fan go around and be like, this is taking forever. Or we can watch it go around and it's going very, very quickly. But it's it's negligent to the time of the universe, right? Like we can't even wrap our heads around that. So when we're like 95 compared to 2010, compared to 2024, we have this checks and balances for time, which is just a human thing. Like while we're in these little flesh suits. We're trying to piece yeah. it together and categorize it. But overall it's, it's just one big hodgepodge. I think it's just not, I don't know. Yeah. I'm and, fascinated by time. Oh, it's like, this is the stuff that I, I, I only want to have conversations <laughs> like this. It's like, honestly, Same. like thinking about thinking about like just being alive and how short our little lives are in this life. It's like, it's such a small little bit of time. And I'm like, like out of the people talk about, oh, hundreds of years and thousands of years. It's like this little, this little dot. And it's like, why? Like, it's yeah. so interesting. Like, why do we choose this time? Like, what is this? Like, why, what is this short little no. Like, it's so interesting. I don't even know how to like articulate it because yeah, I right. sit there and I think about, you know, I'm a, and I know you are too, with like past lives and stuff. And it's like, you know, what did I, what, what did I endure in the past to get to where I am, to be able to live this blessing of a life here? And like, what's going on? Like, like, what is that transition phase of like, of like when Ugh. you go, when you pass and like, you know, it's so interesting because doing psychedelics and specifically, um, I, I kind of felt what it was like when I did Bufo and I don't know if your audience is aware of this kind of stuff, but educate anyways, us. It's, it's basically like, you know, it's called the God molecule DMT. Right. So, mm -hmm. and it's, it was like, I felt what it was like to, to, to die and to see what the closest thing I could possibly feel what that, that is. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's just such a mystery and we live in these lives that we overcomplicate and get yeah. caught up in. And it really is like the big picture is so much bigger and there's so much going on that we can't even know. Yeah. And it like, I, I mean, there's just, 
it's fascinating to me. And like, I remember just, just experiencing being able to see behind the veil of like these different experiences through psychedelics, which I, I don't do a lot anymore, but it was a great way to like see behind the curtain yeah. and just like to know like, Oh, okay. There's more to this life than this. Like I've seen it. I've felt it. I've been there. Yeah. But then you start to wonder, is that just me making it up? Or is this actually like, it's, and- it's really interesting, but it made me realize. And the reason I brought this up is like how the more that I have learned and done these different things, the more I realize that I don't know shit about anything, you know, like, it's like, wow, that's, it's humbling yeah. because it's like, okay, well, I really don't know. And that's okay. And it's like, and you're not going to know, no, you're not going to know, but it's like, you know, and there's all these, like, like you said, with signs coming up and like, there's just, it's such a great, it's like a great mystery. It's a great mystery. Oh my God. That might have to be the name of this episode. The great Lance and Nicole discussed the great mystery. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's beautiful because when you're tapped in, like you talk about in the book about being able to dial in with your intuition, when you're, when you are aligned with that, when you are present, it's, it's just much more fulfilling versus the checks and balances of everyday life, right? I did this, I married that, I got that, I started that business, I bought this condo versus, oh my gosh, I love the architecture in this condo or, oh my gosh, this person brings so much joy and and we have such a good time together and I learn with this person. It's, it's, the, it's the look, it's the pulling the veil up, I suppose. I don't know how to phrase that really, but. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like, I just think, our society is just based on like the chase, mm. right? Like yeah. we're not enough. So we need to have the thing and get the yeah. thing and do the thing and get the thing. And then, then we'll, we'll be there. Yeah. And I feel like it's a very ego driven way and it comes from lack. And I think we're just a product. That's just the way our society is, right? It's the marketing, everything is like, you need to, in order to get there, you need to have this. Yeah. Like you're not enough without this. And I think when you make decisions, I think that if it's a true heart led intuitive decision, it's not from a place of like a needing. It's like a, it's like from a place of wholeness. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 you know, like, and that's the difference. It's, it's like, there's so many people, especially in the entrepreneurial world I've, I've witnessed online and it's the ones that are the loudest because this is what they do. And it's like chasing the things and like, like what, what, what is that? What are they chasing? Like, what are they, how many boats, how much money? Like, like there's like this and there's a thing that doesn't end and it's great to have stuff. Like I, I want to have, like, I love having stuff, but it's like, I have to ask myself, like, what is the re like, what is it I really want? Do I want to have this thing so I can show people and tell people how great it is? Or do I actually love the thing? Do I actually like, is it from a place of like, I actually just love this thing so much that I don't really care what anybody thinks about. It. I just love it. Right. And it's like from a place of like, it's like a wholeness versus like, I got to get this thing so that I show them that I'm somebody. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so crazy because like, I, I feel like I've been in that energy so many times and I had to ask myself, like, what is the reason behind it? 
Yeah. I've had to even think about in my own business and with the podcast and all the things it's like, what is the real reason? Like, am I trying, what am I trying to do here? And I have to check myself sometimes and ask that question because um, a lot of it is like, you know, over the years, it's been like this chase yeah. from this, this story. Like I have to get this to be this, to be worthy. And I'm like, no, you're already there. Like you're already there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have, cause it's like when I had these big guests on my show, I was like, oh, when I get that person, then I've made it and I'm there. And I'm like, I got the person. I felt great. And I'm like, I don't feel that different. I thought oh, yeah. that was going to make me feel like I was like on top of the world. And it's like, no, because it's, it's, it's always going to just, it's just going to bring more of that. You're just going to want more of that. Yeah. You got, I, I listened to it for the reason of creating it. Exactly. I right? listened to Tom Bilyeu from impact theory talk about when he hit either, it was either a million or a billion. I don't know. He's a billionaire. Yeah. He's like, I remember I waited and I watched the zero. He opened his bank account and he watched it happen when he either became a millionaire, but I don't know what the number was, but it was a lot of zeros. And he goes, and I felt nothing. And he goes, I was horrified. He was like, I thought everything was going to change. I thought I was going to have this landmark moment where it was going to be like, ah. and he's like, I felt he's like, to be fair, he's, I think he said he felt a little bit worse because <laughs> he was disappointed that he felt nothing, that it had all, it had all been this sweat and tears and he got it. And he's like, damn. Yeah. And and I think it's, it just comes down to like, I, I think it's so great to have amazing things and, and, and yeah. work hard and, and, and do the things, but it's just, I just think it's important to just ask yourself, like, where's this coming from? What place is this coming from? What are like, your will I feel enough yeah. without this thing? Like, do do I feel like, am I enough? Am I worthy without this thing? Do I need that validation? And for me, I, I needed so much validation and I, over the years because working as being an athlete and then working in the bars for years, it's like, if I didn't have like attention from women or like get that sort of thing, I didn't feel worthy. I was like, Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worthless. Like it's, it, it's, it, it's so it's ingrained so deep in so many people, their worthiness comes from things outside of themselves. Mm. And, and that is really, I think the, the biggest thing with, with like finding that connection to your intuition is like, it's the truth and it's the wholeness. And it's, it's finding that worthiness within yourself and not having to seek it outside of ourselves. And yeah. like, that's been my biggest thing. It's like, how can I feel whole without needing people's approval or more things or, or, or this or that, you know? And I think that's the dance yeah. because I believe that when you do feel like that, you need less from the universe and that's when it all comes. Like your that's when all the is stuff all set. Comes. Right. You're yeah. whole already. We forget, yeah. we come here, we see this shiny object, we see that shiny object, we see so-and-so doing whatever, but your inner being is fucking complete, dude. Yeah. You're complete. Yeah. You need to just sit with it a second and be like, wow, I lack nothing. God is good. I am God consciousness. I am loving yes. awareness. Like it's all here. Yeah. These other shiny objects are fabulous and fun, but none of it defines you. Yeah. 
And, and that's exactly, it's fun. Like it's, it's fun to play the 3d game. We're here to yeah. play the game. It's fun. Like it's not, you shouldn't have to go without. It's just like, no, but like, I want this stuff, but I want to feel whole. I want to feel good. I don't want to feel like I need this stuff to prove that I'm worthy. That that's the thing. So it's like, like, that is why I feel like what I've been focusing on lately is like really focusing on my energy. Like, how can I get my frequency to be at that level that I, that I feel like that more than I don't. And how can I cut out things that like rob that for me or bring it down? Because that's all you can do. It's like, all you can control is like, how do you, how do you get your state? Like Tony Robbins talks about, like get your state to that level. It's the same as frequency. It's the same as vibration. What do I know that works for me? How do I do that? You know, maybe it's different for everybody else, but you want to get to that place where you're like, I feel good. I feel whole today. You know, I've meditated at breath work. And it's not to say you're not going to miss those some days, right. but for me, it's like, that's the focus that I've had to shift from. And then just say, I'm going to do, if I know I've done that, I've done the best I can do. I can just trust that God is going to deliver. Cause I've played these games where I ask God, I pray and we co-create. Yeah. And I've learned had a better relationship with that of like actually having a personal relationship with God, which five years ago, if I would have talked about this, I wouldn't even have been able to listen to myself say that, like hearing that my, like I'm, I've evolved so much in that way that it's like, I get it now. Like I, I know it's like a knowing and I just realize that like, that is the importance. It's like the rest of this stuff will look after itself. Yeah. Right. It's, but if it's like a constant outward, I got to grind, I'm going to just grind my way through and this and that. And, um, God, I'm going to show them I'm all this. It's like, I, I, can you create that way? Yeah. But it's not, I don't think it's a term. I don't think it's the way that is going to bring you the most long-term fulfillment and happiness. At least that's my beliefs. No, you're dead on. I worked with oh. a very powerful uh, person. I'm not going to say he or she, and we were working together and out of nowhere, this person goes, I mean, this person has everything. And they're like, is this all there is? And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is it. I'm like, yeah, this is the pinnacle place to hang out. Yeah. I didn't say that. Um, but I thought in my, in that moment, wow. It's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's the wholeness of inner being that we're all after. And it doesn't matter if you've hit the zeros in your bank account. It doesn't matter how many boats you have. It doesn't matter if you're Jay Leno and you have 75 cars and you're very pleased with that, but you're still waiting for 76. Like it doesn't matter yeah. because the wholeness of your inner being is the end all be all. Mm -hmm. And that is not guaranteed with 3D shiny objects. That's so true. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and I'm, I realized that that is why that's like spiritual growth for me. That is what it's all about is like, <laughs> how can I feel that wholeness and worthiness within myself more than I feel the other thing? And then I'm winning. I feel like that's winning in life because yes, that amazing. is when the opportunities and the people and the things I always ask for this. This is one of my things I ask for. 
And I, and I, I, I help this with people when we're doing breath work too, with like, cause believe it or not so many, well, I'm mean, obviously, you know, this too, but like so many people are struggling with self-worth of like yeah. being able to like see their worth. Yeah. And it's just like, so like what I say is I always go, I'm calling in all people, opportunities and synchronicities that align with my highest and greatest potential for myself and for the world. And like, that's what I like to ask because that's really all it is because I'm like, I don't know what the right thing is. And of course there are specifics that I'll ask for, but like, I've learned to just be like, show me the right people, opportunities and synchronicities that align with my highest, greatest good, please. And let me be aware of them so that I see them <laughs> like, you know, like not with the blinders <laughs> and like, that's where the meditation, that's where the breath work, that's where the journaling comes so that it clears out that so that it's like, Oh, I see that. That's a thing. That's what I asked for. I got to Cause if you're, you asked for it and you're not paying attention because you're stuck in a story, well then you're missing it. And yeah. I've missed many. This happens That's all the time. Amazing. You guys, if you're, if you're not watching, I get zoom thumbs up every day, every God forsaken day. What about this? What about this? I've never seen that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a real thing. And I think like what I've learned too, like, you know, talk about interviewing people that was, you know, that has been the biggest personal development tool of my life is because it's given me perspective on the world of like understanding that these people that are massively successful aren't very different than us. We're all the same. We, when you strip away the titles and like you bring them down to like your reality and level and conversation, you learn that you're like, Oh, you struggle with that. What? I thought you had it all figured out. And it's like, Oh, you struggle with that, but you don't seem like you'd struggle with that. And you learn, you're like, Oh, I get it here everybody's on different levels of their journey, but there's so many similarities that, that people have had to work through. And it's like, it's like, it shows the humanness in every person. And that's what I've learned is that like the perspective of things, it's so easy to put people on pedestals. Yeah. I was just going to say it. I was just going to say it. Right. But it's yep. like, it's like just learning that they have their thing too. They do. When you go deep enough, they have the thing that you may be great at or killing it at. And you're really, you take it for granted because you do it all the time. And then that person, like, you're like, you struggle with that? No way. Right. right and right, it's right. like, oh, I get it. Okay. And there's, there's so many of the same stories over and over and over again in different ways. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's just helped me realize like this journey of life. It's like, everybody's got to go through it. Everyone's got to go through it one way or another. And like, look at you, what you've been through. Like, it's, look it's what you've just been like, through. yeah, but it's all what we need. It's like, yeah. it's hard, but it's like, it's, and I don't, yeah. I mean, I say that in a way that's like, I, I mean, I, it's tough because obviously we don't want to go through this stuff. Obviously. Right? Correct. Yeah. Obviously. But I, you know, at a, at a higher level that we don't understand, you know, it, it, it might just be what we, what was, what was necessary. Like, again, the unknown, the great mystery uh. that we can't quantify. It's like, why would we have to go through this? Why would you take that person away? Why, why, why? 
And it's like, it's, it, it, it's so hard to understand. Like, yeah. I'm a different person. And I, I, you must be many different people because I can only imagine how compounded loss changes you. Each person is so integral in your life in a different way. So when you lose a different person, whether it's a mother, father or a brother or a lover or whatever it is, there's a shift in you each and every time, you know? So yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. I, I have it, to say, I feel more, I feel supercharged, which is probably not great because that was already really like Energizer Bunny already, but it's a whole nother like, it's hard to put words around it. I just want to live full out all the yeah. time, all the time now. And before I was like, okay, well I could, you know, maybe we'll just talk about doing such and such, but now I'm just like, no, that's happening. That's going to happen. And I'll take that trip and I'm going to ask that question and I'm going to talk to this person. And wow. I don't know. It, it, this is for better or for worse. This is where we are right now. Okay. You've done such an incredible job processing all of this. Because like, I, I, I've experienced loss, but I didn't experience the same kind of loss you did. It's different. And um, the way you've been able to handle it and the way you still are able to show up, it's like, you know, most people couldn't do it like you have. Well, and I think you have become like an inspiration for people too. You already were. And I'm being honest about how you're able to navigate this stuff and process it. Because that right there is like a representation of like the real life work. What really matters of like the pro processing grief and life and losing somebody and still having to live in this life. That is so difficult for majority of people. So to be able to show that you've been able to like still keep it together and still do well, it's like, sometimes we don't see it ourselves, but you know, for me knowing you, you know, friends and you know, how you show up, it's like, it's inspiring. So I wanted to, you know, I'm going to just bring it full circle though, because it's a testament to the one thing that Matt and I did well was that we were curious about all of this, the self-improvement. He, he was doing breath work years ago. He found Dr. Joe at a Dr. Joe Dispenza, sorry, uh, at a, I think he might've even like suggested him for a medical conference before Dr. Joe was like a super big deal. He was speaking at a pharma event. Uh, so he was already dabbling in this stuff where we had this language of spirituality of life after this physical experience. We had this self-growth in place. We were doing all the work religiously, independently, but together so that when he passed, I felt like Oh, this is what, this is what has to keep happening. Like I have to keep doing this work. I have to keep being curious. I have to live 110% because that's the point. Yeah. That's not to say I was just talking to another friend about crying so hard that I had a abdominal cramps. I didn't even know you could cry that hard where your abdomen cramped up, but that's happened multiple times. And I have my moments usually on Fridays. If anyone wants to call me, check in. <laughs> yeah. But again, like that's it's so like that process of mm. like giving people permission to cry. Oh yeah. And, and I'm just curious, like 
like what with grief because so this grief has been coming up for me a lot lately in different ways like these this word and things and i'm like okay i gotta pay attention to it because it's obviously it's obviously something that is like everybody has to go through it right like we can't escape it nope you had to like describe the process of like actions that you had to take that helped you move through it was there like certain steps that 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 you would recommend somebody doing like after moving through like you're still obviously gonna feel it and you're still going through it but like is there anything that really stood out to you that was like okay that that's something that really has helped me process or maybe that thing doesn't help me that much has there been anything that you've kind of like compiled that you like for sure um this may sound obvious to some people but i think being a hundred percent in your truth meaning if you're gonna have a hysterical breakdown you have it that means if you need to tell people you need space and they need to leave you need to tell them you need space and they need to leave if you want to seek out a medium or a psychic or something go do it read all the books like i i let myself whatever came up i was like cool let's try that okay cool let's try that I mean, it, it was more, it was more honesty than I've ever dabbled in. I talked about it when I needed to talk about it. I cried hysterically when I, I just didn't put any, um, wrapping. There was no like gift wrap around it. It was just a hundred percent honest all the time. I've cried more than I've ever cried in my life. I've talked about it more than I've ever, I've talked to more mediums than I've ever talked to in my life. I read more books around uh, death and dying. And I was already interested in that topic before Matt passed, but there was just a level of transparency that I wasn't afraid of. Prior to that, I would have been a little bit more polite, but in grieving, I just say F it all. And the weird thing is people allow you that I didn't, people say they allow you that, but they actually do. In my experience, they literally give you space. They allow you to have it. And most people are kind of some are uncomfortable, I think, but most people are relieved Yeah, to see you process. Yeah. I think that's where the other conundrum is, is that people, I would get DMs and they're like, I'm so glad you, you seem really happy. You seem like you're doing really okay. I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm not going to post a reel of my abs cramping during a hysterical breakdown on, on the floor in my bedroom, you know, but it happens and I'll tell you it happens. Yeah. It's also what I found was I don't know what to say the right way to say it when somebody that I know has lost somebody. It's like, I remember when I lost somebody that it it was like, I, I, I don't even know. I'm trying to remember. And like, I appreciate the support, but like, um, I was just, I think I just appreciated people just like saying anything. Cause like, I don't think anybody yeah. really knows how to say the thing and people just do the best they can. But at the same time, it's like, I want to offer this person support, but I don't want to like, everybody else is doing that too. So it's like, how do I offer them support in a unique way? That's not like just, but then it's like, well, maybe all they need is just something small. Like, so, like it's really it's really like, 
And then I like, how are they going to receive it? They can be upset yeah. that I didn't go deeper about something or like, do I, should I make a joke? Like, do they need a laugh? Right. Like it's really, we don't talk, this stuff isn't talked about. And You're it's so like, right. there's no run one, one, like one day you could be like, somebody send you a joke. You're like, that's exactly what I needed. I needed to laugh. Some days like you could be want to go sad. And I feel like there's yeah. no, there's no like manual on how to do it properly for yourself to go through it. But then how do people receive it themselves and how do they help you with it? It's yeah. like, it's really, there's no way to know. I, I remember gnarly. I got a lot of messages and this is not to say that I wasn't grateful for these messages. I'm, I'm grateful. Just like you said, that people took the time to reach out to me, but a number of people would say things like hang in there. And that really gutted me because I'm like, I'm hanging on by a thread and just the hang in there of that just felt very flippant. Mm. And that was just me. That was my interpretation. Um, but I remember thinking you need to like rein it in Nicole. And then here I am sharing it in a podcast, but I think you're exactly right. You never know how to approach it. It has to be talked about more. The one thing that I found comforting, someone wrote this to me, they said, and I use it all the time now. I wish I could remember who said it to me first, but it was something like I'm offering as much comfort as you can receive in this moment because that resonated. There uh, were moments that I could receive comfort and then there were moments that I would push it away and I'm like, you don't get it. You don't understand. So when someone says I'm offering as much comfort as you can receive in this moment, that, that, would, that worked for me. I was like, okay, I'm going with that. I like that line. And then unfortunately I had to use it multiple times since Matt passed. Like I've known a handful of people, like four or five people that have passed since he died in September. It's crazy. And you've had a lot of loss. It's a lot. I mean, I mean yeah. Anyway. There's, there's part of that, that, you know, that we have similarities in one way is that, um, so when I, when I lost my younger brother, I went off the deep end with drugs and alcohol and I didn't process it. Then I went sober and I was sober for six months and I did all the personal development stuff, the gratitude, the meditation. And then my dad passed away. But then it was like, it was almost like I was preparing myself for his. So like you, you said something earlier about like when he passed, when, when Matt passed, it was like, you've been doing all the things already. So it's like you, and you had to keep them going, but it was almost like you were, not, I want to say ready for to lose somebody, but you had the, the, the tools to navigate it. And for myself, I was like, wow, if I didn't have these tools, I couldn't step in and be the man that I need to be in the situation and deal with all the things and really unlock that warrior, which I talk about in my book, because that's what I needed to be. I needed to be the man. I needed to take care of business. I needed to own it. I needed to be like, I can't be a drunk drinking a bottle of Jack and, and whining and crying about it about, and then playing the victim here. I have to like use the tools and looking back in hindsight, I'm like, wow, I was getting prepared. It's like, I, it's like, I knew that was coming in a, in like a crazy way. And I was curious, like with you, cause like, you know, how much different would you think it had been if you didn't have some of that perspective on like, like the, you know, like the, the things like doing the things like it would have been way different. Like, right. My, like, Oh my God. My biggest fear as a child was that my parents were going to die still to this day. I'm like, okay, I love you so much. Don't die. 
And they're like, great, Nicole. It's great. That's literally like how I hang up phone conversations. I feared death so much, but the relationship Matt and I had because Matt had lost both of his sisters. I think I, sh I think you knew this actually. Um, yeah. It's he had lost both of his sisters and hit and one of them while we were together. And I remember the, the grieving process was just nonlinear as it is completely all over the map. But we talked about death a lot because of what he had gone through and then experiencing that with him in real time. And then just because I was curious about it, like time and space and what is all this? So it was just a slow unfolding and it's the worst case scenario. Like I would do anything for him to be here, but I know that I'm a transformed person because of what I went through. I don't know that this, I just don't know what my life would be like if you were still here. I think it would be great, but it's, it's more like supercharged. I keep using that word, but I just feel like he's behind me in spirit now. And it's like, because he is that's yes. But it's a, what I'm trying to say is I think it's a, it's a awful gift. Death is an awful gift. Hmm. You don't want it, but the lessons and the beauty and the, the way you cherish the moment, the way you recount your experiences with the person, the hopefully the good experiences, you can be like, wow, that was special or I don't know. This is the thing with, I think with our society is like death, even the oh. word it's got this like, but like, we don't really know. Like we assume that death is bad. Like right. they're gone from this earth, this reality, but we don't really know. Like it's like this weird fear. It's like everybody's deepest ultimate fear. It, that's like what every, like of everything. If you break it down, yeah. people are just afraid to die. Right. Like if you strip it down, that's really what it is. But it's so crazy because why are we afraid to die? Is it because we don't understand it? Is it because we don't, nobody really knows? I mean. Is it because that, you spend your whole life trying to get boats and zeros avoid, in your bank account? It's like and we're, then, tr we're trying our whole take life it with to you? avoid this thing. Right, right. Like, let's avoid death. Well, like. Let me know. Gonna say, like, let's figure that seek, out. Let's seek death, but like, let's, it gets like trusting that like well maybe like maybe it's nothing like maybe it's not something that we should fear but at the same time losing somebody sucks sucks like it sucks because they're physically not here and it's like they're you know but we don't know like what kind of what's going on like after it's just like again a great mystery of like i have to share this i haven't i don't know if i've shared this out loud this is embarrassing but we I are, love we're here I, I love when he prompted like that so uh i i found matt um and that when i realized what had happened i was heartbroken because i knew he was having the time of his life and i was in a shithole because in my mind when you die you're with the people you love you're with god consciousness you're with Christ consciousness. You're with, you are the most vibrant, elevated from everything that I've read. It's 
amazing, right? You die. Most people that go through their NDEs, their near-death experiences, they don't want to come back typically. They realize what true love is. And maybe you experienced that with the plant medicine and understanding like the grand scope of things. So I'm like, how dare you be happy and whole and out of pain and free and loving God and life. And I'm here and I got to Now I got to be without you and grieve and do earth stuff. I was so pissed. I was like, oh, earth stuff. And you get to go be angel-like. It's fine. So that that is a little personal share there. I don't know. I no, I I think this stuff is just so important to talk about because it is, I think. It's it's so it's so real. It happens to everybody. Like at some point. At some point. Right. Like you hope that is not gonna happen anybody right like but i think knowing and being prepared for when it does and and i think like like just grief in general is so it's so it's it's such there's no right or wrong way it's like there isn't it's like the full permission to just feel all the things that's what i say like if i had to describe it i'm like It's like, it's messy. It's, it's like, you'll, one day you'll want to laugh. Then you'll want to cry. Then you want to get angry. Then you want to want to like, you're going to want to go in denial. You want to negotiate and say like, it's like this fucking crazy thing. Yeah. But it's okay. That's the thing. It's like, whatever you need to do. Right. The permission is the word that I just landed on. I love that you said permission because that's what I felt like people gave me and I gave it to myself. I guess I didn't know how I would be in death and in a, in grieving, but having given myself full throttle permission, permission, I was like, okay, this is how it has to be. Because if I don't, then I'm pushing down anger. I'm pushing down, uh, negotiation. I'm pushing down, um, deep, deep devastation. Like I cannot do that. I have to move it through my body. I have to feel it. I have to express it. So the permission is key. Hmm. I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just realized what time it is. Vance, how long should we make this? Like a Joe Rogan podcast where you go on for four days? I have, I do have to, I have to wrap it up and I don't want to wrap it up. Maybe we should do a part two, but I I have this, the way I like to end these things. Sure. You being my number eight guest. I like that I'm number eight. That's like eight. It's, a, it's eight a great number. Are my numbers. Eight's like it's my a, numerology. Like eight's good. I like it. Shut up. It's like, I knew, I knew it. Okay. I like to end with like a little rapid fire situation. I'm just going to throw out these words and then you just say what comes to your mind. Boy, here we go. Okay. These are easy. Okay. Happy. What makes me happy or uh, food? Oh, I, I don't have a favorite food. I get real upset when people have a favorite food. I'm like, how can you just land on one? Okay. Well, hold on. You have a favorite food? If it was you, if you could only have one nope. last meal nope. though. Nope. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I would, for me, I would say steak. Okay. Because it's the most satisfying and it's the thing that I go to any restaurant. I'm like, I wonder what their steak's like. Like, I feel like I've, I've, I've tried their steak. I feel like I've like tried you, them. Like, I feel like. You I'm, know them. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I've got, it's satisfying. It's like, I feel satisfied after. It's a, a great word for it. I, I will agree with you on that. But I could, I could never pick one food. I'm, okay. Yeah. And I also love food. Okay, next word. Ready? Yeah. Healthy. 
Breath work. Yeah. I have a really good exhale. I just thought you should know. Yeah. Okay. That's a side note. Wealthy. Health. I just had this conversation with my son. Health is wealth, babe. Okay. And, oh no, we have two more. Wise or wisdom. Healed trauma. Oh my gosh. So powerful. So transformative. Okay. And lastly, free. Liberation. Can I say the same word that means the same thing or is it? Like, sure, you can do whatever you want. Free. Um, what makes me feel free when I need nothing outside of myself? Like the days where I feel content, then I feel oh. the most free. Yeah. Isn't that really what freedom is? Is like yes. when you don't need things from things. Like, yeah, that's what I would say. I love it. I hope I answered those right. I don't know if I. There is no right. There's okay. only what, well, and then it, it just. I immediately am like, I, I immediately am like, ah, I could have, should have done that better. Nope. You Why cancel, cancel, that? sweep away. Cancel, cancel, sweep away. That was perfect. It was perfect. I had a buddy who did that to me in the beginning of a show. And he asked me like my favorite song and all this. And I was like, oh man, come on. You got to like oh, prep me a little bit for that. I know. Maybe I should warn people, but no, so far. Good. This was good. This is Everybody's this. gotten different answers and so poignant and just like brilliant. I just love to hear the way people's brains work. So that was really just what that was. You're a shining star. Oh, thank you. So are you. And I love you as a friend. And I'm so thankful that you've, you've decided to come on here and just share your time and your, your thoughts with us. Oh, I appreciate you. We got to get you on my show finally after all this time. Yeah. We got to go well, deep again. Yeah. I'm happy obviously to go deep with that. Yeah. No questions asked. Bring me in. Put me in, coach. Um, yeah, we, we could do just like a master class on grief itself. It's like I'm here for that. I can't even believe that it's a topic. I've shared this before too, but I think that's what my my adult book has to be about. It's around grief. It's not going to be the typical book around grief. And I, the last thing I want to write about, I swear to God, is grief but it's the topic I can't run away from. And it's the topic that that's changed me the most. So maybe we need to think of a new word for grief that represents the same thing, but it's a different word. I feel like grief, yeah. it reminds me of like Charlie Brown or something. Good grief. I don't know. It's like a weird word. I got permission. Like we, could a, we could have a better, a better word than grief. I feel like I'll have to sit with that. Sit with it. But that would be great. I think it's that would be much needed. And I think you would help a lot of people with that, your perspective. Right. Well, sure. one of these days. One of these days. You're amazing. I appreciate you. you. Well, I mean, it's all in the show notes where we can find you, but socials and stuff. And then your podcast is everywhere. Yeah. yeah we'll just, just go to my Instagram. Keep it super simple. All the things are there. The podcast, right. everything. University of Adversity. Yeah. And yeah, just love to have you. Love to hear anybody's thoughts on this episode. You know, I always yeah. love to. I, I like that too. To get people's feedback of different things. Like, oh, I heard you on that episode. I'm like, oh, awesome. You're like, oh, no, what I say? Oh, that's I just it. me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah.
So thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs>